Hey guys, I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that Surewinder is still selling amazing products. Some of you guys have been dragging your feet for whatever reason. If your shoulder hurts, do not waste time. Pull the trigger. I just bought uh, four or five of them and uh, we had two guys out. You know how much it cost me to pay for two guys being out with bad shoulders? We just pulled the trigger and we said, listen, everybody's going to have one on a truck. It's mandatory. You got to use it. Don't hesitate. Don't wait till your guys go down. It's going to cost you more. Buy a Surewinder. It's not every day someone invents something that changes the game. I found out about this product that I'm talking to you about uh, and I had to try it. So I ordered a few and after using it, I'm sold. Now we stock them on our trucks. It's called Allbrace and it will help you sell more service and buy you time until doors come in. There's never been a greater time for a product like this. Phil has a video on his website of him cutting a door literally in half, installing the Allbrace and running it like nothing ever happened. It is literally incredible. One of the greatest selling videos I've ever seen. You're going to want to check it out at all-brace.com. What's up, Garage Jordan Nation? Ryan here with Torch Talk Podcast, and i um super excited. I just got back from out of town, uh, went on a trip with my daughter, which was probably much needed. She's going into her teenage years, and we have not been seeing eye to eye lately, uh, as you can probably imagine for those fathers out there with daughters. Uh, but really cool thing. I want to give a shout out to this author uh, because my wife just happened to tell me about this book. If you guys have daughters out there, this book is legit. Uh, be the dad she needs you to be uh, by Kevin Lehman. It's phenomenal. And I uh, happened to be listening to it driving up there. And she caught me as we all both had our AirPods in, but you could see it on the screen. And she was like, play it on the speakers. And then she was like, you're such a dork, dad why are you reading a book about being a dad? And so then she fell in love with it and started, uh, started wanting to hear it. So um, I couldn't have set it up any better myself. And it was actually uh, really cool. Bras closer together. And she's a, she's a cheer. Uh, she's in comp cheer. So we went up there for a competition and um, they won first place and got a bid. I don't even know what all that means really, but like, Apparently that means we're going to Orlando sometime in May. Um, I'm still learning the whole cheer thing. So I just know there's a bunch of people screaming, flying through the air and whatever. So uh, today we're going to stay along the same theme that we've been going on. I'll introduce everybody that's here with us. And number one, we got Tamara. Hello. She's our co-host today. Um, yep. She's going to fill in gaps when I get off the rabbit trail or give me looks when I need to get back on the trail. She helps keep me straight. Uh, and then we got Cade Smith. And if you listen to one of the previous episodes, his name came up when we were talking to, what was her name, Kristen? Kristen Brown, yep. Kristen Brown with, don't tell me, don't tell me. Who Come on, you can do it. Brand company. No, who design company? Who design company? Oh my god! <laughs> um, good, good effort. Yeah, I think yeah. I smoked too much as a kid. My memory is shot. Um, <laughs> so what's cool about that is we didn't know, but she had recently done like a brand project for a garage door company, and she mentions this, and she just so happened to tell me the name, and I recognize the name because he's somewhat active on Facebook and some of like the groups and stuff that I'm in. And so I was like, I know him. And so I reached out to him and we were like, oh, let's get you on the podcast. Cause I'd l I love filling the circle, right? Like, so um, anytime somebody does that, I like to hear from them too. And she said he was big on company culture and, you know, the garage door industry, in my opinion, uh, lacks great company culture. And so anytime I can find a door dealer who's enthusiastic and excited about company culture, and knows how to implement it. I want to. I want to chat with them. So, Cade, how are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing wonderful, man. We're glad to have you on. Well, it's nice to be here. And you know, I want to say for one, um, I'm not you know, trying to. Don't start. Don't make me don't, blush, dude. No, I'm not trying to make you blush or anything. But I really, really appreciate guys like you and Derek Lyons and Greg. Gio Quinto. Quinto. Yeah, Quinto. 
who kind of give a little bit extra, even, you know, um, I know how busy it is in life. I got three little boys and I'm, I'm busy too. So I give you guys props for doing all this extra stuff, man. I think it's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I love doing it to be honest with you. Um, there's probably no amount of money that would make me do something I don't enjoy. And so it's nice that I can get paid. We got sponsors and our listeners uh, support our sponsors. So they keep coming back every, every episode or every season. Um, Now this one's coming out in January, right, Tamara? So if you listen to this year in January, which means speaking of Greg Giaquinto. Yes. Cade's getting some inside information here because I don't think we've announced it yet. He's getting his own podcast on our on our platform so mm-hmm. awesome. we're gonna be releasing a uh, a quick like i think he's recording like 10 15 minute episodes yep um what was it called monday morning motivation monday morning mindset monday morning mindset that's a lot of a lot of mm's. so um <laughs> but they're good like i'll listen to them i was expecting them to be a little rough for his first couple ones because mine were rough for sure but he did really good. Like I text him halfway through the second one. I was like, dude, you're good at this. Like he is. I may just step down and let him take over the whole week. Maybe he can do the interviews too. Um, but Greg's going to be releasing his episodes every Monday. So if you're subscribed to Torsion Talk, you will get notifications when Greg's goes. And then we're also looking at filling in other spots. So sorry, Cade, uh, went off on a rabbit trail. That's but, fine. Now I got somebody fine. else on the list too. We're super yeah, excited yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Yeah. So, okay. Tell us a little bit about you. How did you get in the garage door game, man? Oh man. So, um, I was in the military for uh, about five years. Um, got out of the military. I was married at the what time. Branch? Lived, uh, army. Oh, cool. Thanks yeah. for your service, dude. Hey, thanks for saying that. Um, got out. Got divorced right away, kind of threw me in a, into a headwind. Um, I, my parents had moved to St. Louis. I moved to St. Louis, and my dad, stepdad, and I had a little door and window business where we did in, installs and stuff, you know, and he kind of wanted to step down from it, and I was still in my immature age, as I like to call it. <laughs> so we all have those, Are those I, supposed I, to end at some point? I, I, my I, wife keeps trying to remind me that I'm still immature. <laughs> it was a good business and, and I paid attention when I was there, but probably didn't pay attention enough. But um, he said, Hey, you know, um, I'm selling the company, you know, if you, are you going to stay? And I stayed with that guy for a year. Then I started looking for a job and I went to work for the ribbon overhead door of St. Louis um, and loved it, man. I, garage doors are awesome. It makes a huge difference on people's house immediately. You know, it's a sense of accomplishment. You're not in one spot all day, those kind of things. So that was in 2005, and then um, I'm originally from Central Missouri. My wife and I moved back down here in 09. Worked for uh, one other place in town. Went chasing the money, and I went to the guy who I bought this from, who had the worst reputation on the planet, and mm. like it was terrible. But I'm the kind of guy that wants to see it firsthand, I guess. <laughs> He had his had his daughter working for him and his and his son working for him. And literally the first day I thought, what did I do? You know, they <laughs> they fought. Man, they fought. So yep. And I uh I kind of interviewed him when I was getting my interview um and made the passing comment, which it's it's kind of interesting, is he uh he made the comment that he didn't have a retirement fund. So this is my retirement fund. I, you know, I'll either sell this company or, you know, whatever. And that happens to a lot of the guys, you know? Right. And I, I made the comment of, well, maybe I'll buy it from you someday. Nine months into working for him, he says, comes up to me and says, Hey, I'm going to sell you my garage door company. Wow. I was, and I went, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I had no idea what I was doing. A year and a half later, um, my wife and I, it was 2014, November of 2014. Signed paperwork and took it over. And um, what a great liter- that guy wow. literally handed me the keys and said, see you later. Wow. I, I, was, I was the only employee. And 
had no idea what I was doing. The office person, the person I had hired was really not a good fit for that. So we had to work around that thought process of what that looks like, you know, just, I can tell no you what idea. that looks like. <laughs> Fire quick. <laughs> we did. No, yeah. man. It's um the longer you keep them when you know, the more yeah. damage they do. Yep. Even at the cost of like short-term issues, that's yep. probably the biggest lesson I've learned yep. recently is, especially if you have like a disgruntled employee, um, like if they put in two-week notice or if you're just like, as soon as you recognize that this is just a, a like a personality trait, yep. it's best to just sit them down and be like, look, I don't think it's a good fit, yep. you know, and just get them out. Um because I've held on to people because we were busy and we needed people and it cost me a lot more than it would have ever cost me by just letting them go. And there's always somebody willing to fill that position. You can figure it out. Especially cost you in which ways, which ways did it cost you like mentally or monetarily? Yeah. I, think or, like, you know? yeah. I mean, for me, I have to surround myself with positive people so that I can, I can have that energy uh, mm -hmm. I feed off of it. Um, negativity really, really brings me down, kills my vision. But, you know, if you have like, so, so here's kind of my thinking. If you're a football team, right. And, you know, you have, let's say your college team, you got 85 players and, you know, 60 or 70 of them have been with you for a couple of years. Um, and they know the program and they're, they're built well you could probably go out and find like a really good talent of someone who maybe isn't the best team player, maybe, and bring them in and they'll, they'll form to the team, right? Because you have good leadership in place. You got a good foundation. Um, but if you don't have that good foundation, you can't even entertain those people because they will come up and disrupt everything. Mm -hmm. and can really like you know they say the term cancer in the locker room and, mm -hmm. and, and that's that's the case right like um i had one guy who worked here who was downright disrespectful to me on a daily basis but he's a really good installer and mm -hmm. we needed him at the time and mm -hmm. i was like you know what we'll just put up with it a little bit just just a little bit <laughs> you know like yeah. i'll slap his hand he'll just do it the next day the same thing and um, I put up with it for too long and, you know, I would say that was my lowest moment. And that was like maybe a year and a half ago. That was my lowest moment of my company. And not only did he leave on bad terms, and it was really ugly, but he then like pursued my employees mm -hmm. and tried to trash me constantly. And he got in their heads. So none of them are here. Wow. wow. Because he penetrated their minds. And these are people that I feel like I took really good care of. Mm -hmm. And I was here for him. And so um, it, it can, it can hurt you. And so uh, I'm a big fan of like, just recognize and let them go. Yep. Nip it we, in the bud. We've done that a lot, man. Like, um, so if I'm, I've learned by fire, the culture thing. So um, for us, I'm a little embarrassed to say this. I think we're, we're on our 15th office manager now. Bro, just go until you find them. There's <laughs> just cause you, the guy, the guy I got right now, Ryan, check this out. So um, he was a tech that I brought in two and a half years, man, uh, ago. Couldn't read a tape measure. And I brought him in to be a tech and I met him at a battery outfitters place. I always liked him, thought he was a great kid, you know, and I went to his house, he was renting a house and I went there and I fixed his garage door for him. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, Oh, I just got back from my honeymoon. I said, you just going to be a battery man your whole life or do you want a real job? You know, jokingly like that to him. And he says, well, what are you saying? And I offered him a job. He took it. He's been here ever since. Well, he recently, well, recently, as in six weeks ago, um, stepped off a ladder wrong, broke his ankle. Ah. So you look at that and you go, oh, man, you know, we just guys. Yep. Yeah. 
So I had just hired a new gal. That's a whole nother story too. Um, thought I was going to be in here training her and all this other stuff. I've got to move back out in the field. I still have not found another tech. I've got, have an ad up for months now. Um, dude, working on I've that. Got, speaking of that, dude, let me just stop you real quick and you can Go give ahead. your story. Listen, I, I saw an ad when I was at vertical track out there with Tommy in Arizona, Jody Underhill or something like that, put up some samples of some ads that he runs for them. I took those, I took a screenshot, um, built something similar. Tamara, are they not the best freaking ads ever? Like we get <laughs> so many responses for like Good so ones. many. Yeah. Good and ones. they're excellent not trash. I'm not no. getting like whatever. I'm I'm getting like I think I hired like 70% of the people that applied. Maybe yeah. 60. Um we hired we've got three people committed. We got an offer out right now and I need one more after that. Wow. So, um all within 30 days, dude. That's I mean, crazy to me. I feel like it's even been less than that. This has just been going on for like 2 weeks, I feel. 2 3 weeks. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Nuts, dude. And I'm well, I- so happy with everybody. I need a copy of that. Yeah. I'll get or it to tell you. me where to find it and I'll go read it and then make my, yeah, we'll get, main. we'll get with you. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. We got Dude, you. Man. <laughs> like it's, it's rough. You know how it is. So yeah. Yeah. So I moved him in. I moved him in there. He answers my phones now and he's actually been a really, really good fit because he understands all of it. He understands how I do stuff. He understands how the service runs, how to, you know, how long a job's supposed to take, you know, um, all these, other, he just has, he can talk to people. He's very friendly, you know, and it's just been a pretty, really good fit, but now I'm short of tech. So, yeah. you know, but it, it, if that's what it takes, you know, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm willing to do, whatever makes the company succeed, you know? So. That's great, dude. And, and yeah. I, I love your ability to recognize that downfall as a, as a potential positive. And mm-hmm. now you may have found an all-star office manager, which you've had a really hard time with. And, um, you know, you know how to evaluate technicians and, mm-hmm. you know, your processes are going to be a little bit different, but I like, I like where you went with that because a lot of people would look at that and be like, Oh man, I'm screwed. You know, you got to go home until you're better or we got to file workers comp claim or whatever. Yeah. Like that could have been so much worse. Um, that I think taking advantage of that was, that was pretty smart on your part. So good job. Well, the office lady that I had hired was actually one of those. We knew right away that we weren't going to, we weren't going to work kind of thing. Our personalities just smashed against each other. I tried, Mm -hmm. I did. I, I thought she could do the job and it, it just, we didn't have the right personalities together. And I wasn't willing to let that infect us any more than it already has. Yeah. So, that's good. So you started in 2014, which was like, um, you, I started in August, 2015. Um, so we started about the same time, which was a good yeah. time to get in. I mean, yep. I felt like it was pretty busy when I got in. Um, and so, um, you, like, you seem to be pretty decent, uh, uh, like in the field and in the office a little bit. So do you, what do you use your primary role now? Like, I know you own the company, but everybody's kind of got a role or roles. I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm learning more of that. I'm hoping I've always been a great garage door guy. I mean, in our minds, we're all legends, right? Um, Service or but, install? Uh, both really. Okay. Like I, I could, I'll just, I brag about this all the time. Cause I tell my guys this and they don't believe me, but when I worked for, for overhead, we were paid, it wasn't a piece rate, but they gave us like time standards. All right. So we'll, they'd send you out with eight hours worth of work. If you could bust it out in five, they'd still pay you eight. That was my motivation, man. Like I was done early and fishing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, and getting I lived off of that. Yeah. Getting paid to fish, you know, stuff like that. So I tried to bring that same mindset around here. It's harder. Um, um, but really good at that stuff the office stuff and managing people, you know, the army taught me one way to lead people, mm-hmm. which in the real world out here is not really the way that works, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I had to re- relearn that. And 
everything that I do now is um, because of what the people that I had leading me showed me. And I mean, that is, and they told me, they taught me what not to do. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I told you the guy I bought my company from, he was a rough person and like, he was very hard to get along with. Um, and I, I learned everything that I learned from him was, Hey, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do that. Sometimes you know, that's the whole, best way. Yeah. Absolutely. I told my absolutely. daughter that I want her to get a job or a couple jobs before she goes into like entrepreneurship or college, because I need her to see what it's like working for a good boss and a bad boss. Mm -hmm. uh, because you can't lead in my opinion until you understand the differences between the two and you can't genuinely understand the differences between the two unless you've worked for a good and a bad boss and understand what how it motivates you or demotivates you and mm -hmm. you know how effective you are and how you're groomed with a good leader and you are you know not groomed with a bad leader so um i think that's all good information what are some of the things that that you took away from those relationships that have made you a, a better leader, do you think, Cade? Good question, uh, Tamara. That's a Thank great you. question. So, so something that I personally struggle with is the attaboys. I don't do a very good job of saying, hey, man, that's a great job you did there, this, that, and whatever. I have to, that comes natural to a lot of people. To me, it doesn't because I just came from a different background, you know? And you you're like, hard. you did your job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like I paid that's not for that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But that's not how it is, man. We all want to hear, you know, thanks for a good job or this, that, or whatever, you know, that was the main thing. If there was anything, it was, Hey, I value you. Thanks for doing a good job kind of thing. That's one of the main things I learned from them. Um, but you then, don't require that. Do you for yourself? No, no I don't see I, that's, we brought that's this up in another podcast. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't really need it either. Um, but um, if you, and not to get too deep in the romantic level, but uh -oh. if, you, uh, if you read the book, The Five Love Languages, have you yeah. heard of oh, that? Oh, yeah. I have, yeah. yeah. It mm -hmm. talks about how, and this is like across the board, whether it's work or, or uh, marriage or whatever, even children, all of us usually have two of the five love languages. And mm -hmm. those two are the way that we feel loved. And it's typically the way that we show love, right? So yours is not words of affirmation nope. because you're not going to be like, you know, good job, Ryan, on the podcast, which you actually you did do, which I was pretty excited about. It even means more now because you did that. Um, <laughs> but yours might be, and I don't get too technical here, but like touch or um, acts of service, like there's touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, Gift giving. Mm -hmm. and that must be yours, huh, Tamara? Gift giving. Uh, mine are words of affirmation and gifts. Uh, well, no, for giving, yes, gifts is one, but for receiving acts of service and words of affirmation are important to me. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's five, and most people have two. And mm -hmm. most people uh, love the way they love to be loved. But you have to understand that, you know, like for you, if I tried to show Cade Smith how much I love him, I'm not going to be like, Kate, I love you, bro. Yeah. No, because you're going to be like, okay, whatever. But <laughs> if you like gifts and I bring you flowers, you look not crazy. flowers. That would be weird. <laughs> I buy you tickets to the ball game, you know, or take you fishing because you like quality time. Then that's freaking jackpot, right? Like that's, yep. that's where it's at. That's where you feel like that's, that's the money. So we yep. tend to love the way we, accept love and feel loved. Yep. And that doesn't work for everybody. Mm -mm. I spent the first two years of this company feeling like I was trying to keep it afloat because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, you know, and it, you know, we're all figuring it out. Divine intervention through all that. We, my wife and I look back on it and go, wow, he, he saved us from so much stuff. And then the, the past, you know, we've been doing it seven. So five years, I've been really working on me more than anything, trying to get some of the garbage that I've accumulated over the year and not bring it to this and finding it's, you know, I've had some really good technicians that I've run off just because I've, I've been a bad 
a bad leader or whatnot. And I know that. And I, I've, I've reached back out to them and talked to them and apologized. And we've had discussions about it. And the way I look at it is they had a purpose. Their purpose was yeah. to point out that flaw, really, you know, and, yeah, and then, you know what I'm saying? And you I lost learned two from that really good techs and you yep. learned a lifelong lesson from it. Yep. Exactly. It was worth losing them. And you still exactly. got a chance to maybe get one back or both back in the long run. Exactly. But home run, dude. And you know what? Yeah. Like what you're talking about right now, in my opinion, is called emotional intelligence. Yeah. Um, and that's underrated by a lot of leaders. But emotional intelligence will help you identify things quicker. And and Stephanie, my wife, sometimes she gets frustrated frustrated with me because I'm so like head down trying to learn stuff all the time. Um, but I, I I have to I have to learn what I don't know because those what I don't know is holding me back from getting to the next level. Like I view life as levels. It's like a video game, right? Yep. Yep. So yeah, and there's like uh, I think about uh, what is it called Mario. Uh, sure mario kart mario brothers mario brothers like super mario super mario yeah Yeah. so you go from one level to the next level and eventually you beat it right and i don't know that we ever beat life but but there's little things you can do so there's one um these stairs right before you jump off and jump onto the flagpole where if you get one of those um shells and you jump and hit it over and over again, you can get like a hundred points or whatever. It's like a little secret thing that you had to be like right in the right place for. And there's little hidden things like that all through the game. And so, huh? They're called Easter Easter eggs. Yeah, whatever. So when I think about life, no, I mean, seriously, when I think about life, it's like, okay, do I just zip through here and get to the flagpole or do I try to find a cheat code Do I try to like, you know, find these little hidden things and I want to know everything. I want to know what I missed. I want to know what I got. I want to, and I want to be the best. So when I get to the flagpole, I want to be at the top and I want to have gotten there faster and hit all the secret stuff. Right. And so, um, I feel like, you know, it's the, the tourists in the hair story, like, you know, he takes off and I'm going to sit there and try to read a book or instructions on how to get, how to do all the stuff that I want to do. Uh, and then I take off consistency and everything, including price, reliability, quality, not just quality, but great quality control. These are things that describe Somer USA. Somer is not some startup company, not one that you need to be worried about going out of business in the near future. Somer's a two, Somer and their family of businesses are $200 million companies. They're in over 100 countries, and they have locations in 20 countries. This is a large organization who stands behind their product and works through integrity. And there's not another company out there willing to drop what they're doing and help you out like Somer. These guys are awesome. Not only have they been loyal to the Torsion Talk podcast, they've been loyal to the technicians and the owners of the companies who install their product. In my opinion, if you're not at least offering Somer as an additional option, you're cheating yourself. Listen, first time dealers, I've got a special for you. If you buy 10 or more Somers, between now and the end of the season six, while supplies last, we will offer you free shipping. You have no more excuses. The prices are great. The product is amazing. Go check out Somer USA and order 10 for free shipping. I'm going to tell you guys a marketing secret. You want to gain more social media likes, shares, and follows? People love unique and cool projects. There are no better photos to share than the ones on Schweiss Doors social accounts. These guys post some incredible things. Make sure to go there and like and share their Facebook and Instagram post with your business account. So if you like their business account, you can share their uh, their post. The Bifold Doors are awesome, and they're doing some great projects that will go viral on social media if you share them. 
Go right now to Schweiss Door on Facebook and check out some of the projects they share and like their page. Oh, and don't forget, no one builds a better bifold than Schweiss. But that's just, I think, emotional intelligence, in my opinion, is knowing that you don't know everything, um, knowing that you're wrong and trying to recognize when you're wrong and then being open to like people telling you how it is. And then you objectively looking at that and making corrections in yourself. So mm-hmm. uh, that's exactly what you just talked about. And as leaders, we don't like that because no. uh, it makes us vulnerable, right? And, you know, you got to, it knocks us down. It makes us feel humble and uh, not humble in a good way. Like, like I humbled myself. No, it's like humble in a bad way. Like, Y'all just humbled me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like embarrassing humble. Um, yeah. So, and I, I do those things, you know, I do stupid stuff all the time and it, and it's very humbling when people point stuff out that I gotta, I gotta fix, yeah. uh, but you own it. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta own it. Like you said, pick up the phone, apologize. Yeah. Even if it was years ago. You're like, yo dude, I was such an idiot. You know, like I had something so good. And I know you're not perfect, but you were a pretty good employee and I didn't treat you as good as I should have. Yep. And, um, and for that, I apologize. And that's, that's freaking, that's manhood right there, bro. That's mm-hmm. to me, like I'm thinking Tamara's thinking that's sexy because women love that. Uh, I mean, they do. So, you know, we talk about company culture and, and core values and things like that. Yeah. My number one thing is integrity. And then honesty and integrity, the two top things for me. And that comes from, for one, military background. My grandfather served in the Army. My dad served in the Army. Um, Me, you know. And I tell everybody that comes here, man, I don't care if you mess up. Like, I don't. Like, you're going to mess up. I know you're going to mess up. But our job is to admit to those mess ups and move on from it. Like, when when we try to cover them up, then we we just create more and more problems like if you answer the phone and you forget to schedule somebody or you get the wrong color door or whatever and they call you out on it tell them you messed up say hey i messed up you know we're going to rectify it this way this is how we're going to fix it and that's a real that's i've had to fire people for that because they just couldn't own their mistakes you know and and for me that's 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 the, the the very, very bottom right there. If you just, Dude, it's humbling, like you know, it's humbling, but it's, it's a fact, man. Like you, that's how you get through life. I got to be humble. I have the same conversation with my team. If you're not making mistakes, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. I don't like, I don't mind mistakes in a way where it's like, Hey, I tried something new and it failed. I don't like mistakes where it's like, Hey, we've told you 50 times and you're still doing the same thing. So there's a difference, right? Yeah. Yeah, There's a difference. And so I love, I love employees who I have to pull back instead of push forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love employees who own it. And I'll give you an example. I need to get Joe on here because Joe's freaking awesome. That would be a great episode. That would be a great episode. I'm going to bring Joe on. I've already asked him and he said he would do it. So Joe, Joe came to me after working at multiple different companies. He's got a ton of experience. You know, he's a big, tough guy. Um, And, you know, in my experience in the past, these guys with tons of experience will come into my organization because I'm new to the industry just within six years. And they'll, they'll kind of try to like macho me. Right. Yeah. And, And he is like the opposite of that. And he was a Marine and all this stuff. And so when, when something doesn't happen the way that I want it to, I can pick up the phone and call Joe and be like, Joe, what happened here? And he immediately, if I, he hasn't already come to me about it, then he immediately apologizes, tells me how should he handle it next time. And when we get off the phone, we're cutting up and laughing and it's, <laughs> Just like it's so rare to find good employees who can 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 take constructive criticism, but I believe a lot of it has to do with delivery and absolutely your, your heart 
as a leader, if you have, if you have your heart right and, and your delivery is good, then I think it's easier for your employees to take what you say and apply it and not feel offended or angry about it. And that's when you become, in my opinion, like a true coach. Absolutely. Um, You know, I didn't buy a garage door company because I wanted to be a millionaire. Like, I mean, I know that's possible. Talk to Tommy Mello, right? I didn't do that. (laughs) I, I did this because I enjoyed what I do. I wanted to grow to another level, you know, um, and if I can supply, supply a great job for others and they're able to, you know, add to their lives and this and that, whatever, I'm, I'm happy all day long. Both the, I have the two guys I have working for me bought their first houses this year. You know, oh, that's awesome. me that's having awesome. this little tiny bitty piece in that is, is makes my heart huge, man. Like I, I'm, I'm not able to, we're so small, not able to offer a ton of benefits like some places that they could go to. But the fact that I was able to help them buy a house, man, that's, that's leaps and bounds for me, you know? So yeah. I've told them that from the very beginning, like this isn't about us being millionaires. This is about us, you know, helping people in the world here. You know, that's what I really do a lot of, and you know, our goal is to reach out to the community and and help people and, and, you know, it's held me back a little bit, probably as far as um, making money. My wife gets on to me sometimes about <laughs> giving away free service calls to the little old ladies, but you know what? I, I do it. And you know, they're my lifelong friends. Now I'm yeah. going to go see one. To, I'm going to go see one tomorrow. I'm going to take her a Christmas gift because she stayed What's my heart. Friend. Yep. Stayed my friend for four years now, you know? So that's awesome. Yep. Trying to work your way into her wheel. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she I'm has kidding. one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm playing. I'm playing. Pump the brakes, y'all. Don't judge yeah. me. You're I'm terrible. in like six old lady girls. <laughs> um, nah, so uh, I love that, dude. And and we, I don't know if anybody knows this, because I don't even know if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but my wife and I are really big on giving back. And um, back in 2000, was it 19, 18, 19, somewhere around there? Um we got the IDA humanitarian award. Wow. Um, where was that? I don't even remember. Maybe it was Indianapolis. I can't even remember what, what, like where the location was, but we got it because we started this program called, uh, well, we call it internally the hardship program. And, um, what we did was we gave our service people the opportunity to, um, nominate people that they felt needed a break. And they, um, they would call us and they would say, Hey, Ryan, I'm at this person's house. And, uh, like, there's this one that really stands out to me all the time. And it was a husband, wife, and they had a kid that was going through cancer. Their medical bills were through the roof. And, um, he told my guy that he just wanted the cheapest thing possible. And, um, he liked the idea of the insulated door because that's what we kind of focus on is more quality than anything, but he mm-hmm. couldn't afford it. So he wanted something cheaper. And he's like, honestly, I want to use you guys cause I want quality work, but I can't afford the quality door. So uh, I'll do with the, I'll do with the, the cheaper options. And so, you know, he goes to the truck and he calls me and he's telling me the story and he's like, you know, um, they've been fighting this for years and they've got, you know, medical bills coming out the ears. And I was like, dude, sell them a three layer polystyrene door with a lift master elite opener for $0. Still have them sign off, just zero it out. Nice. He was like, really? And I was like, yeah, dude. And we've been doing that since we first started. Um, you know, and, and it can look very different, right? I tell people all the time, like this can be a million dollar house or it can be a hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. As long as the as long as you genuinely feel in your heart like this person needs it, um, I did have one guy that I felt like he was trying to manipulate it and give it to all the hot chicks. So I made him start sending me pictures of the uh, the homeowners. So he wasn't trying to use that to take advantage. Oh of man, trying to earn um, a date. Yeah, I'll give you a free garage door. 
You want a free door? I got you. Steve, go that's you. an expensive date. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Setting the expectations high early. It's a, it's yeah. a win situation. But, you know, with, with what that does is it creates appreciation for your, like, through your employees because they got a lot out of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's uh, blue collar guys can almost sometimes like never be satisfied to a degree. Like, and I feel like that made them feel gratitude towards the job and their position and where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just implemented something. I think I posted in one of the groups. We bought a thousand dollars worth of QT cards, which is gas yeah. station here. I don't know if you yeah. guys have those up there, but, um, and we were passing them out and uh, we've got people hitting us up on Facebook. We just put like a little Aaron overhead door sticker on it, like a little tiny one. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, uh, it's, it's been huge. Like I'm going to, I want to make a big post about it after we pass them all out and just kind of get all the stories. But just out of the first couple that we've done, uh, people have been very gracious and hit us on Facebook and told us how awesome it was. And, you know, the lady that, that my daughter, I gave one to my daughter to give away. Um, she was like, nobody's ever given me anything. And she was crying. And it was just like a special moment. It wasn't about the $50. It was just about the, she needed to know she existed. Yep. You know, because yep. the world's so cold and, and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a place where people don't recognize each other. And, you know, we walk past homeless people and we, we don't talk to people as we brush up against them or we're standing in line and we're not smiling anymore. We got face mask on people have like become inside themselves. And so you, when you recognize somebody with a gift, I think it just means more now than ever, especially a stranger. I mean, we've been given this platform you have, and I have, you know, for whatever reason it may be and wherever it's at, to help others. I mean, that's literally, we're in the service business. I mean, granted, we got to keep the lights on so that we can keep helping others, but everything that we do that I do comes from my heart. You know, you mentioned that story. I had a, this is probably eight months ago or something. I was at a gas station buying a something to drink in the morning or whatever, you know, which is not something that I normally do. I normally bring my own stuff. And I just happened to go in there and I heard this little girl talking to her mom about wanting a donut with sprinkles and all that. We can't afford that. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, afford a dollar donut. Let me come here, you know? So I bought all her stuff, you know, and her mom was just, and the, the look on the little girl's face, I'll remember it the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cause you know, some guy, that she didn't know. <laughs> bought her a sprinkled donut you know yeah and i was like every you know it's terrible when you see a little kid like that but i do that because i, I genuinely love people man i do yeah, i tell I, te- I tease people all the time and say man i don't really like people people are terrible you know but the truth is it's that's a lie that's just a front you know yeah but, yeah but, you and i are a lot of like in that way i mean i think and and it's easy when you have like a heart that's like that because uh you get angry when people take advantage of you because you are so willing to give. Yeah. Like, um, I I've, I've shown my ass bad Mm -hmm. more than once when I feel taken advantage of because I'm like, dude, if you would have just asked, Mm -hmm. if you would have just asked, I would have given it to you. Yep. I would like, you know, one of my guys called me yesterday, Joe, dude, what do you, what do you, uh, um, I'm like buying gifts. I want to get you something, man. What should I get you? I'm like, bro, I have literally everything I want in life. Everything. I've got great employees. I got great work. I got clothes. I got shoes. I got TV. I got a couch. I got a bed, healthy family. I got a dog. There's nothing in this world that I crave that I want. And I told him, I said, well, actually, there's one thing. And he was like, what, bro? I'll get it. And I'm like, dark horse Indian. And he's like, mm, motorcycle? I said, yeah, it's like 22 grand. He's like, yeah, I can't get that for you this year. And I was like, <laughs> that's it. That's really it. Like, I got a truck. I get to him for, I don't even like driving, but I do love motorcycles. And I've been eyeing that one for about, I don't know, a good eight, nine years. So I will eventually get it. 
Uh, but I don't, I don't make quick decisions on big purchases usually. And I, I, I'm freaking, I'm so blessed, dude. Like I really don't need anything. I don't even really want anything. More Bitcoin. Uh, I, yeah, you were going to say that. Yeah. Just not me. I, more land that I can go hunting on. That's what I'm a hunter. We're uh, simple. Here. Guys are I simple. really am, man. Feed really me, am. let me sleep, I'm have easy. sex with me, and then yeah. that's it. Yep. Right? Yep, exactly. Needs met. <laughs> Needs we are, yeah, met. we are exactly. so easy. It's so easy. I don't, I don't even really require that, hey, you're doing a good job thing. See, I'm really easy. I mean, like, you're doing a good job. I don't need all that. Just give me a oh, cheeseburger. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's talk. So let's talk about company Are we getting culture off topic? some more. Right, yeah, just a bit. <laughs> this is culture. This is culture. Yeah, it is. So, so go, ahead. go ahead. You have a good question because I'm, I'm still no, thinking okay. about the three things that satisfy well, I mean, I was just going to ask, like, so what do you, I know that you, obviously you contacted a company and you worked with them and their whole thing is, uh, is, uh, culture and branding. So what, um, what do you feel like that you're doing that is different or stands out or have you guys put any thought into how you're, has anything changed since you started looking at things that way? Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I realized once I realized that the path that I was going on, I was, like I said, at first, the first two years, I was so focused on keeping the company afloat that I wasn't paying a close enough attention to the reason why the company was staying afloat. How do I keep quality employees for a long period of time? How to, you know, where does that all go? Where, how do we even start there? I didn't know. I don't, I don't, I probably am the worst leader on here and I'll, I'm glad that way. That way I can always learn. I'm starting somewhere, you know? Um, but I started reaching out to people around me. Um, my pastor is a very good friend of mine. He and I talk a lot and he late keeps a very real to me, you know, and it reminds me that I have a sense of entitlement at times. So Main thing for us has been, um, do the, do they want to come here every day to work? Like, do they want to come here? Cause that's, that's where it really starts. Right. And then what is it that makes that makes it that way? It's being positive. They have to enjoy what they're doing. So if you're grinding them into the ground, I did that very early. I, you know, 10 service calls a day and just trying to make as much money as possible, this, that, and whatever, you know? And I said, I finally got tired of that too myself, you know, cause I was grinding in a way along with them. Um, just changing the whole mindset in me personally, changed the culture of the company. Once I let off the gas a little bit and st- quit stressing um, and understood where it really all comes from, you know, um, something that, Andy told me, and that's my pastor, a friend, Andy. Um, he reminded me, it's like, God gave it to you to manage, not to control, but to manage. You're doing his job, you know, just go ahead and and just do that the best you can, you know. So um it I don't know. I I just try to be straight up with them every day. I'm a very black and white person. I which I've learned is also a bad thing. <laughs> can be it's, it can be a very bad thing at times you got to have some gray too. in there too yes yeah. right is right and wrong is wrong now there's certain things that have right and wrong gray areas right you know like springs let's talk about that <clears throat> the way some guys do torsion spring replacements and the way i do torsion spring replacements are different right how so um, I buy, um, bologna spring and cut them to, on site. Some guys buy, buy pre-cuts. Okay. That's just, that's the way I was taught. I'm kind of old school. Yeah. No, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. Like, um, it's the only way I'll ever do it. Um, and I teach my guys the reason why I don't, I don't bad mouth anybody because of that. I never want a bad mouth competitor. I have competitors here in town that were friends. I've used them this year to buy garage doors and they've used me to buy garage doors because neither one of us could get garage doors, you know? Um, So just, you know, 
those kind of things. Just Being right and right. Change. Yes. Just balance, man. But how do you get from like stubborn, hard-headed, self-consumed to wake up moment? Like, I think that's, that's the question, right? Like they keep yep. popping up in my head when I'm talking to you is like when you, when you don't realize that you're the problem and I'm not talking about you specifically, I'm just talking about like as leaders, when we don't mm-hmm. realize that we're the problem, like, like when you were shooing away really good talent of people, right? Like what was your aha moment when you were like, dang, you realized that maybe it wasn't them. It was you. My aha moment is actually a rough one. It's like the low point was. Um, That's what I was afraid of. I, I became the only employee again. I was being that guy. I was being the guy that I replaced that I bought the company from. And that was, you look around and you say always um, everybody else. If you're, if you're always running people off, you just can't, I, I don't know. That's that emotional intelligence, intelligence thing. You know, that when you look it around and you still haven't, nothing has changed, nothing at all. You're still digging around in the same old hole. Then it's time to start looking other places, right? That's troubleshooting one-on-one. So I take troubleshooting to myself is what I did. And I was like, all right, okay. like, what, what did I what am I doing wrong? Cause obviously I'm not doing this right, man. You know? And it was, it was, it was rough, man. Like when you get hired... t-shirts made, troubleshoot yourself. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I mean, that's literally what it is. That's what we do as techs, right? We go out and we, we find a problem and sometimes it's as simple like explaining it, you know, <laughs> like troubleshoot yourself, bro. Yep. <laughs> sometimes it's, as simple as change the light bulb, the light doesn't work. And sometimes it's something more than that, right? Yeah. Recharging the batteries, something that Derek said on his podcast was, man, recharge the batteries, you know? I love that guy. Yeah. Derek's a good dude, man. He is. He's a good dude. Like I reached out to him, man, just out of the blue on Facebook because he, similar markets, he and I have very similar markets. And I'm watching this dude, you know, blow up and i'm like what in the world am i doing wrong that this guy's doing so great you know i'm doing something wrong you know so i reached out him because we have very similar markets and and he's been a great mentor if you know if you want to call it that through facebook and stuff like that i'll get to me i'll get a chance to meet him at some point i'm sure but dude that guy's probably mentoring like 50 people right now i bet he is yeah he just likes doing that stuff yeah yeah i don't have enough time ryan no i know bro trust me. <laughs> time no. is something we can't get back and I value it a lot, but part of what I love to do with my time is to give. Yeah. So um, if I can give and get paid for it, that's like, for me, it's the ultimate job. Nice. So that's why that's I'm my there. goal is I want to be in here in the office they always say working on the company instead of working for the company, but mm-hmm. I want to do that, but it also will free up time for me to do all these other things. I have plans, you know, they're all wrote down somewhere of things that I want to do with the company. We just haven't got there yet. You know, you, the company's got to be sustainable for one and roll along and we just haven't gotten there yet. You know, yeah. I get curveballs thrown in there. Yeah, I know. It's, Dude, you're it doing it right. Doing. Yeah. It, it sounds like you're doing all the right things. I think a lot of business owners get anxious and try to push too hard too quick, uh, which I've done numerous times. It is a, it is a recurring theme in my life. Eh, Yeah. Maybe doing it right now. Who knows? Um, But I go hard, bro. I just go hard. I don't only know one speed. Yep. And 110%. I love it. Who I am. Breaks my brain. Yeah. And my (laughs) wife, like, you know, if she ever complains, I'm like, babe, just you knew exactly who I was when you married me. So I haven't changed. Maybe that's a bad thing. Have you mellowed it down a little bit? Have you like compromised a little bit with that? I have. I think I prioritize like um, the kids stuff more. And then I'll try to make a habit to invite her to breakfast and maybe come in later or Mm. 
take her to lunch and stuff. Maybe it's not as much as I should, but um, she's been a little snippy lately. So I kind of going to keep in mind. Breakfast desk. time, bro. Breakfast time. <laughs> it's because it's because she wants to. Yeah, his, maybe his it's because I haven't bag. taken her to breakfast lately. Yeah, I made a promise to my wife when we bought this thing. Now, she's my business partner. She does some accounting stuff in the back, and she's a web person, so she can kind Just of tweak stuff like there. that. But um, I made a promise that I wouldn't let it contain me. You know, I mean, just overtake me like like I do with a lot of things, you know. And I've I've held up to that promise so far. There's yeah. we don't work Saturdays, um, which is really hard when you're really busy. <laughs> you know, that's a really hard thing to not do. But yeah. I want the I want all my guys and everybody that works for me to have time off, man, and not yeah. feel like the company is the only thing that they can do, you know. So yep. Hundred percent, man. This has been great, Kate. I really appreciate I, you doing yeah, this. Yeah, it's amazing. This is my favorite thing. I was nervous about coming on here, I'll tell you that. Cause I was like, what really? do these people want to hear from a hillbilly <laughs> like me about? Dude, I think I think you got a great story, man. Yeah. Like, you know, military background. You came in, you started at the bottom, you worked your way up, you bought a you bought the company you work for. Yep. You don't hear that very often. At least I don't. And then, you know, you you did some wrong stuff, you learned from it, and now you're doing it right. And you're probably doing some wrong stuff now that you don't know about, but you're gonna learn Absolutely. from that too, because yep. You're self-aware, right? You're evaluating, mm-hmm. troubleshooting yourself. I love that. I'm going to use that. All I time. start doing it. I start doing it every day now instead of waiting till the till the bad stuff happens and then going, oh, what did I do wrong this time? I start at the end of every day. That's what my goal is to look back and go, all right, how could I have handled that differently? You know, right. I do that with my kids too, man. That's something that a pastor pointed out to me. It's like when you when you mess up with your kids, and we all do as parents, man, I didn't handle that well. I yelled this, that, and whatever that we should apologize to him. You, you want a, a kid, you want to see a kid's reaction when you apologize to him, boy, it's, it's something else. And I, I did that with my kids for a long time, but I wasn't doing it here. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing it more and more here and it's changed everything for us. I mean, the guys that work for me, they know they'll, they'll call me and say, man, I did this such and such. And I go, all such right. Such. Like, such and such. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Um, yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> I heard you. I got you. Ding. But <laughs> they you uh, have a little bell when people do that or clap. Yeah. Yep. Add the clap sound to the thing. Every time somebody says such and such, we'll just use yeah. the clap. Do it. But they do it. They they call me and they'd say, Hey, this is what I did. And I go, Well, okay where are we going from here? Like, let's not get hung up there. Like, don't let it ruin your whole day, man. Like, let's yeah. just move on and go on this. I mean, our processes are still crazy at times, you know, it, I'll tell the, you doing the it pandemic has made it made us pay more attention to processes and realize mm-hmm. how good our processes were before were terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were. Dude, the they pandemic were has caused more businesses to pay attention to their process because they have to. Right. Yeah. Where before it was like you could just run ragged and make money. You couldn't do that during the pandemic. You actually had to pay attention because your doors are late, your springs are short. Like yeah. so you you are having to put in systems and processes. But here's what's gonna be really cool for the companies who document all that stuff and really focus on it. Like it's crazy. We haven't changed a whole lot really, except for really focusing on our systems and processes. And we built out um uh, SOPs during the spring and summer. And what we've seen from that is extreme growth in our sales numbers over the last few months. And that's been super helpful um, because I think when you have everybody on the same page with the same vision, it allows for that to happen. And if you don't have it, then I think it's costing you money, right? So yep. I'm a big fan of the system process thing and doing the SO SOPs. Um, so anyway, uh, yep. We're coming up on time. I just wanted to say, thank you, Cade. You're freaking awesome. I appreciate you coming on uh, great podcast. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. And for you guys out there uh, that listens and supports podcast, really appreciate it. Make sure you like torsion talk podcast, uh, Facebook page, Uh, We're going to be putting out some cool content, um, some new, fresh, cool content. Uh, So you're going to want to check that out. And we got some big 
huge, ginormous plans for 2022. So we're going to make a splash and uh, you're going to be watching. So follow along and be safe out there. Have fun and troubleshoot yourself. Yo. Thanks, Ryan.